think it's very, very hard, especially uh, – I, I guess a good way to tell is you're a quarterback. Like if you, if you have uh, Andrew Luck and you're always playing like Eli Manning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're kind of like, so what's going on there, buddy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Intentional Grounding Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, my name is Noah Downs. I'm your co-host. I'm here with Luke Bisson, my other co-host. How are you doing, Luke? Fan-freaking-tastic. How are you, sir? I am doing well. I was thinking about some new titles for you, you know, instead of just saying you're my other co-host. I was going to say, like, co-pilot or, like, co-captain, but then, like, I would have to be um, co-captain. Yeah, but then I would have to be a captain or could yeah, be co-host and co-captain. What's the rule? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I guess co-pilot works. You know, we, we each have chairs. You know, I'll go get us some wings. Oh, really? You're going to get us some wings? Like, are you talking, yeah, like, I mean, are you talking like Delta wings? Or are you talking like... I'm just talking wings? about going on the plane and being like, hey, I got two kids at home. Can I please have some of those wings you hand out when they come by to see the pilot? Oh, <laughs> yeah. See, I thought you were talking about... My fat ass thought you were talking about buffalo wings. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, sweet. No, no. I, I was not talking about food in that reference. However, I can understand and I do appreciate the uh, the turn of events right there. Yeah. Well, if you get if you get those I, wings, I, I would wear the shit out of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I've been I've been on a plane I think five or six five six times in my life. It has it has to be an even number because you have to come back. Well, <laughs> so, I, so I'll tell you who's not who's not on a plane right now. Uh, and that is uh, Blair Walsh because he will not be getting on a plane as a Viking ever again. Well, as a Viking, I was going to say, uh, I'm sure he's on a plane right now trying to find work from 31 other teams. Yeah, yeah, good luck with that, buddy. Um, you know, Blair Walsh, yeah. you know, th- we're going to go over this in our news of the week, and I guess we can start right into it. But Blair Walsh got cut today, um, and I think mm-hmm. that is just so sad because he is one of my favorite players in the NFL. Absolutely. I mean, three, four years ago, he was the mainstay. He was the guy that I was targeting if I couldn't get Goskowski. Yeah, uh, Blair Walsh has always been like, uh, you know, him and Hauschka, I always have to say, uh, are my my two like, oh, yeah, I'll get some points out of these guys. But this year, he's Mm -hmm. just just having some tough luck. And, he, you know, he he had a tough start to the season, but then he righted the ship. Um, But then the last couple of weeks, he's falling apart again. Right. No, and they had to do some. They had to do something because uh, even if he isn't all of the issues in Minnesota, having somebody who has such an integral part in your team and just watching them be, you know, cut, it does something. It makes it. It really, really uh, makes people Lights worried for their jobs and try harder. Yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, and then it sounds like they're gonna um, uh, go out and get Cobra Kai as his uh, replacement, Kai Forbath. Yeah, I know. Uh, Kai Forbath, he is a former Redskin. He is? Yeah, he, he is. He played for the Redskins. Um, <laughs> Pretty sure. Let's <laughs> some in- info on Kai Forbath. Um, Kai Forbath is... Uh, he, he, he no longer plays for Washington? <laughs> yeah, he no longer. And actually, he is already... Um, uh, they've announced they will likely uh, sign Kai Forbath. Ah, all right, excellent. Yep, that was the uh, rumor heading out like immediately. It was so funny. 
on my phone. It literally said uh, Blair Walsh uh, no longer with Minnesota, and then next one down, Kai Forbath expected replacement. It was like boom, boom. So yeah, and you know, I, he I actually, knew what they were doing. He, uh, Kai Forbath is a graduate of UCLA, um, mm-hmm. and he also <laughs> was educated at Notre Dame High School. What? Yeah. So Kai Forbath, he's you know. He's got that. He's got that pedigree. His middle name is August. Um, oh, I like that. I'm, a, I'm an August baby, so that's that's cool. Yeah, that's just like I think his parents were probably hippies. His name is Kyle August Forbath. <laughs> he went to UCLA. Anyways, um, so yeah. his his name was Kai uh, Forbath. Yeah, so it's uh, okay. Cab. Um, so no calf calf. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so now that Blair Walsh has been cut, I know a lot of fantasy owners are probably really hurting. Um, so here's, here's who we advise to go pick up. Um, literally anybody. Yeah. I mean, it's a kicker. It's I mean, kicker. I, I understand kicker. Kickers are people too, but I mean, my God, if you had him on your roster, uh, it was because there was a bye week <laughs> and you needed yeah. a replacement for one week. So I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's move on to some other stuff. Uh, talking about other cuts, Christine Michael yep. got cut today by the Seahawks, which is surprising considering he started eight games for them and actually looked pretty good in those. Yeah, I know. You know, why they didn't try to hold out for at least like a late, you know, or just even a comp pick, maybe, you know, if he makes the team for X amount of weeks, we get your seventh rounder, something like that. But. Nope, they just cut ties with him. Uh, I think it screams cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs all over. You know, I think yeah. that there's something on the uh, other side of this uh, this curtain that we uh, that we're not privy to that is going to just show that he wasn't a, a team player and you know it was time for him to go. I mean, maybe he and, also and, slept with um, Russell Wilson's fiance, wife, whatever. Well, you know, hashtag Golden Taint. Um, <laughs> That was horrible. Um, I, I, I'll probably have to bleep that out later. <laughs> I, was, I thought we were on episode of TMZ all of a sudden. What's going on? <laughs> no. So yeah, Christine Michael, if, if he's on your if he's on your roster, make him not be on your roster. Um, yeah, I mean, well, honestly, what I would do, well, I mean, it depends. Okay, the redraft guys, you know, plan accordingly. You know, you know, step aside. We, you're cutting them. You're gonna go get a. You're gonna replace a kicker with him or something, you know, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Dynasty people. All right, come here. Listen to me. Dynasty what you want to do. Come here and listen to Luke. Yeah. Yes. Come listen. What you want to do is you do not want to act very uh, quickly on this. You want to sit for a little bit because what's going to happen is he's going to be picked up by somebody, anybody. They're going to grab him because he started eight games this year for Seattle. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're going to grab him. And it, even if he sits there, the act of him going from being a free agent and you know and going on a team, which this Wednesday is the deadline. By Wednesday, he could be picked up by one of 31 teams. Whoever has the waiver claim in the tire. So, the uh, no, the Browns don't need him. I mean, but <laughs> as soon as he has a team, <laughs> yeah, somebody from 2017 that can throw a ball. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. We'll get we'll get to that in a minute, <laughs> but as soon as uh, Christine Michael uh, lands on a team, move him for a fourth, because yeah. right now you're considering dropping him. 
Yeah. You know, get that fourth at least so that way someone's going to believe. Someone in your league has been believing for the past X amount of years because every single year he teases, he's going to do something, and then something like this happens. He gets pushed aside for Thomas Rawls, CJ Procise, and Alex Collins. This is, um, you know, it's, it's just part of the course. Who do you think emerges from that backfield? CJ Procise looked good, but uh, Rawls mm-hmm. is coming back. I think that you're going to see a dreaded running back by committee. I think that yeah. you're going to see in spirit only maybe Rawls be the starter. But I think that you're going to see CJ Procise being the guy you want to have only because he's going to be the one that's the uh, spark. Right. And what about you know, Alex Collins? Oh, I think Alex Collins is strictly just a third down back. You know, he's, he's your backup to to uh, Rawls, you know, and or he may be the guy that's there if Rawls isn't completely ready to go. But if he's not, if, if Rawls at this point is not ready to go, they need to just shut him down for the year. You know, yeah. they, need, they need to stop pretending that he's going to do something this year. Uh, it amazes me how much time they're putting into him and trying to make whatever happen happen, considering that he was a UDFA. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They don't have much invested in him, and honestly, I can see right. them moving him over the summer and going forward with ProSizing Collins. Exactly. You know, In all honesty, out of everybody that's on that roster right now that has a shot at doing something, Rawls has the lowest um, uh, draft pedigree. Yeah, it goes, um, wasn't it Collins and then ProSize, or was it, do I have that reversed? Uh, you know, Procise went first. I think Procise was a third rounder, and Collins was a uh, late. He was the day three guy, so that could have been sixth, maybe. I think sixth. Moving on to um, the running back yeah. has kind of been struggling a little bit. Um, Matt Jones was an active, uh, was inactive, and he was a healthy scratch. And all mm-hmm. signs are pointing to him being a healthy scratch again this week. And Rob Kelly is tearing it up. Oh yeah. You know, and it's so funny to me because um, this screams to me, uh, you know, if you have Rob Kelly and you were lucky enough to get him in redraft and everything, kudos to you. Um, he's going to give you a couple weeks. They may switch back and forth and everything, so it may be a pain. Um, the guy you want is Sean Thompson. He offers you the – uh, oh, Man, did I just say Sean Thompson? You did. What the heck? <laughs> Sorry, I got Browns in the brain. Oh, yeah. Um, you want Chris Thompson because he is the guy that's going to be your um, most reliable. You know, week to week, he's still going to be your pass catching back. And if you play, he actually ceded some pass catching work to Rob Kelly, though. That is true. That is true, and you may see that happen. Although, having not gone back and watched the film yet, it's a question more so of what kind of scheme were they in when it happened. You know, and I mean, I was would, it? They couldn't drag him is, off. This is a backfield that I'm avoiding because I don't see any of them winning you a championship. No, I, I totally agree. Um, well, maybe that's not going to return your league. Right. Well, this honestly screams to me 2017 running back landing yeah, spot. Exactly. So. Um, uh, maybe the McCaffrey Bowl. Um, yeah. We'll but, uh, yeah, so, and then let's move on to Alshon Jeffrey, who is out four games for uh, PEDs. Mm. One of my favorite things that I heard uh, over this time is he's getting he's getting suspended for four games for using uh, drugs that wasn't going to help anything because he still had his Jay Cutler throwing him the ball. So oh. uh, I feel bad for him. <laughs> so 
you know, enjoy your four game suspension. Let's see, that starts now. So he's coming back uh, the second week of your playoffs. So he's basically maybe gonna be there to help you. Because I mean, if you took if you took him in redraft, you were like what? You were taking him third round. Third round. So I mean, you were kind of depending on him. You know, you probably went. You might have running back by receiver and Allen in the second. Yeah, you know, I mean, or or Sammy Watkins. <laughs> oh, I don't. Rawls was not going in the first. You may, but you may have been dumb enough to go. Uh, Are you kidding? Charles Rawls Johnson. Was totally Charles going, Johnson, but Rawls was totally going Rawls. in the first. Wait, Tom Rawls was going in the first. Yeah, he he was going in the back half of the first round. Okay, I will. Okay. Oh. That, that, okay. Well, I, mean, I understand now. We, we, we have we have the uh, we we have the uh, uh, we have the foresight of knowing what happens from the beginning yeah. of the season, you know, forward. But my God, uh, it was a question if he was even going to be ready to play. Why would I? Don't, I guess I don't understand. I mean, I, for, I was going to say Jamal Charles was a perfect example oh, yeah, of somebody who true. went in the first round that you were expecting to come back. But the report said he was coming back. They said that he was going to be fine for the start of the season, and it just didn't pan out. Well, where is you know, he now? But, right, well, it was the same place as Rawls, apparently. <laughs> uh, you know, but I mean, like, for example, uh, in – was it – was it? In, I think it was intentional. I went – uh, no, it, was, it couldn't have been our intentional grounding one. It was a different one that I did. I went uh, Jamal Charles in the second round, and I went Todd Gurley in the first round. And I came back, and I got uh, Watkins at the beginning of the third. Ooh. Yeah, so uh, needless to say, you know, you know, well, I'm, I'm, I think I've won two games the whole season. That's, but that's what happens. When you, when you get hit so hard in the front part of your draft, you cannot recover it you know, via waiver. You have to try to trade. But all of your capital that you can trade, all that value, is wrapped up in those guys that are either hurt or underperforming. So you're basically just stuck hoping that you can ride it out and do something with it. And right now, Alshon Jeffrey owners are stuck hoping that he'll come back hopefully rested and healthy at the end of that, uh, yeah. that four-game suspension. Now, somebody who is basically his team has kept him on the bench, uh, Jared Goff, <laughs> is going to make his first start this coming week. Yeah, that's true. Oh, real quick, one last uh, nugget on uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, Marquise Wilson just came back. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's, from injury. Yeah. So he may be like a, a nice little waiver grab if you have any faith that Cutler can do something with the ball. But that's it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Jared Goff's going to start. Do you care if you're a new guy? Uh, and, and he's going against Miami, and I don't really care. I, I think uh, I think uh, Miami is getting a softball. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I would also say that um, if you're in a dynasty league, um, mm-hmm. not this week, but next week will be the perfect week to buy Jared Goff. Oh, yeah. Like, I have him in a couple of leagues that I took him in the uh, late second round, and um, I've been sitting on him hoping that he got a start. Uh, but, I mean, the problem during the offseason is that he was on hard knocks. Mm-hmm. HBO. So anybody who's able to watch that watched him look like an absolute idiot. You know, he, so my my concern is, you know, how much has he grown from then until now? Because he has Jeff Fisher as his right. head coach, which is like, you know, boredom personified. 
you know, so it's just, it, I, I don't know how things are going to work out. It'll be interesting to see. Now, if he lights it up, I am moving him as quickly as I can because I don't think he is a mainstay. Right, I agree with that as well. So, um, I, 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 he was the first overall pick, but uh, I think he's got four years there, but he, I don't think they're going to be good ones. Um, so, that's a girly offense. Um, now, finally, let's go to Gronk, and I think this is very short talk. Gronk, yeah. coming out coming out of uh, this past week, he... Um, he, there were reports he had punctured his lung, and then those reports transitioned to, oh, he just, you know, had a chest issue, and now the latest, um, it, why don't you tell us what the latest is? Well, the, the latest basically is uh, Stefania Bell uh, from ESPN uh, came out earlier today in, in, in like a little snippet of video that said she doesn't believe that he's going to play in the game against San Francisco, uh, which... Honestly, New England doesn't need him to beat San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it, the question is, does, is, is it because Bennett. the – well, Martellus Bennett's obviously the choice to go there. And in all honesty, uh, Julian Edelman might be a sneaky play this week because Julian Edelman has done crap this year when Gronk's out there. Yeah. So um, if, if he's not there, this may be a time for Julian Edelman to get some balls. Um yeah. And but it's so hard though because Dan Lewis is coming back into the fold. You know, it, uh, we still don't know in Week 11 what role he is going to have. I think when, he's going to be eased back in, and James White's still going to get the bulk, the bulk of the passing down work. And, and that very well may be it. They may be just trying to get him set for the playoffs and trying to ride some fresh legs, you know, into the postseason. True. But but as far as Gronk goes, it's not bad enough where he's going to be out for a significant amount of time, as we know. Um, my guess, though, is if he is in, he's going to play more of the decoy like he did earlier in the season. So if you have another option this week, I would strongly consider using that other option. Yeah, exactly. And um, I, I think that hopefully, in my opinion, I really I really want Gronk to play. Because I'm in a mm-hmm. dynasty league against him, and I need him to win so I get a better draft. Um, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure I have one of those too. Yeah. So um, let's let's move on. Let's prep for some off-season study sessions. Um, what basically what do we do when the season's over? Um, we're transitioning towards the end of the year. At this point, you either have mm-hmm. a good team and you're going to the playoffs, or you don't have a good team, and there's nothing you can do about it. So just suck it up and get it done. Um, yep. And so, uh, once the season is over, in redraft, you're you're done. Have a good time. Watch the Super Bowl. Um, tr- watch the Bengals either fail to make the playoffs or make the playoffs and lose. Um, mm. And you know, enjoy yourself. And but in terms of dynasty, as soon as the season's over, what do you do, Luke? Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, well, uh, I go a little crazy with my dynasty leagues because I have so many of them. Like I'm the guy that has a notebook for each one. I'm the guy that has a spreadsheet with everything on it. And, um, at the end of the year, I take a inventory and then I also go through each team and I classify based on a multitude of things, uh, what I feel the value is for each player on that team and in, in based on, you know, scoring and whatnot in that league. And, uh, 
Uh, so that's all the boring stuff that I do. You know, it's like I, I catalog it, whatever. Um, and then I take inventory of what I have as far as draft picks. And that's when it gets fun for me because then I get to sit down and I get to watch all of these youngins on the on the computer. And I get to try yeah, to figure out. That's creepy as hell when you say it like that. <laughs> well, I it's. I get uh, to watch these youngins dance yeah, around fair. on a field on the computer. <laughs> <some balls. laughs> well. Uh, now that you put it that way, uh, I'm gonna go uh, check myself. In. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, you know, I, I like to watch the quarterbacks and see which guys I think that are going to be able to translate their game from college to the pros. Um, but I may watch a little bit here and there. Like, I mean, I may have done a little bit of work so far on running backs because this is going to be a running back draft, kind of like 2008 was. Yeah. Um, but mainly I like to try to wait until the season's completed because I like to watch the first game and the second and then sorry, the first game, the last game, so I can get a good idea of, you know, kind of where they grew and then try to grab somewhere, you know, they did poorly, grab two where they did bad and two where they did good. You know, like so you take Watson out of Clemson, for example, Deshaun Watson. I want his first game. His last game, two games where he sucked it up, which he has this year, yeah. and then two games where he went off for 300 and some odd yards, you know, three to four touchdowns, and, you know, was the savior for Clemson, you know. So I'll definitely be watching uh, this last game, the one where they just lost. I want to watch that and see what happened there. But, uh, a lot so, happened there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's basically what I do. I sit there, I prep everything, and, you know, in the, in the, in the in the coming weeks, I'm going to give a quick overview of the names, and then once this offseason starts, we'll start kind of like walking through uh, what uh, what I see in each guy. But honestly, I I fully expect this, this draft class coming out in general to have a lot of potency. And if you have a lot of draft picks going into this year, especially higher ones, I don't see why you wouldn't be able to cash in on a lot of them, you know, or – Take the value of those picks and go get guys that you can buy low on. What um, a perfect segue, yeah. Luke. <laughs> well, before we get to that part, is there anything oh. that you wanted to add that you do? Well, um, not everybody has access to all the film that we watch, but if mm. uh, we will be posting some of the sources of film that we're watching. However, I want you all to know that if you're looking for a place to um, to see um, kind of who you should be paying attention to go to some of the mm. this past year's Debbie research um, that way if you look at Debbie and then translate it to who's coming out that'll give you a little bit of an idea about the 2017 class if you're not watching oh, tape absolutely um, you know and then another guy that I really like to watch the stuff that he does is uh, Matt Wolven yeah he's good and then just well, look him up on YouTube yeah exactly but yeah so you had a perfect segue Luke no thanks yeah and then I had to bury it sorry yeah that's fine <laughs> So, um, but yeah, you were talking about taking all those picks and either picking good players or you know selling the value, and um, mm-hmm. I think that brings up this 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 one dynasty league we're in together, the TBD league. Want to give a little oh, intro about yeah. that? Uh, well, it's a league that we started. Actually, I think one of our first uh, episodes we talked about it. Yep. Yeah, way back in the day. Um, you know, we uh, we basically started a, a dynasty league this year, and both of us were in it. And the plan was. Uh, initially that I was going to attempt to go 
without I was I was gonna sell off my draft pick and try to go a little bit older while just collecting a nice combination of the two, while uh, Noah was gonna try to collect as many first rounders and second rounders as he could. Yeah. So what I did was for the for this draft coming out, I executed about twenty five trades. That's not an exaggeration. Um, mm-hmm. That was just during the startup draft. Yeah, through the startup draft, and that got me a ton of twenty sixteen first, second, uh-huh. third, and fourth round picks. And then it also ended up getting me a ton of 2017 first, second, third, and fourth round picks. So, as for instance, in 2016, in the first round, first and second rounds, I was able to grab Zeke Elliott, Corey Coleman, Will Fuller, um, Devontae Booker, who I later flipped for a 2017 first, um, mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, Paul Perkins, and Malcolm Mitchell. Um, and then my later round guys who haven't really come to fruition yet, but hopefully they will. Include uh, DJ Foster, my boy, um, Austin Hooper, Farrah Cooper, who we haven't heard anything from, Daniel Lasco, Mobo, um, Chris Moore, Dak Prescott, and mm-hmm. Paul Robinson, who I don't know what he's doing with his life. Um, but yeah, so and then in terms of 2017 picks, as soon as the 2016 season over is over, I'm just going to start cackling. I have six first-rounders out of 12. Six mm-hmm. second rounders out of twelve, and then three third and four, three fourth rounders. So it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of good capital to move. I have yeah, half, or, I have or, or to stay. First, I have half the draft in the first two rounds. Mm. Um, and it's looking like those are going to be decent picks at this point. I'm going to have at least the 101 in theory. That's going to be my own. I'm going to earn the 101, yep. um, and then I'm going to earn the 103 probably with your pick. Um, yep. Because thanks for that. And then uh, I'm going to have sprinkled between the 107 and the 112. Um, and then uh, in second round, I'm going to have the 201 and then sprinkled in between the uh, 203 and the 212. Right. So I'm going to reap those rewards. My plan is to um, take the high ones and then sell the back ends for 2018 picks, depending on where the draft board is shaking out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. All right. Well, um, do you, as far as your team goes right now with the way that it's made up and everything, do you feel that I know you said you have Zeke, uh, but are you going to try to are you going to try to trade out of the 101 and get more value, or are you going to go with like a a Fournette or a Delvin Cook? Well, it really depends on it really depends on um, who has the other picks. If I'm able, if I'm the 101, okay. I'm always open to trading it. Yeah, but I would need more than a first, obviously. Um, I, wouldn't, right. I wouldn't be able to just do a straight up trade. I know there's at least one person in the league who has two firsts um, besides me, and I'm, I'm okay. looking at that potentially. Um, but that'll be a draft day trade most likely. Um, I'm also looking to Absolutely. use my third and fourths, or a ton of my seconds, to move up in the first round. Um, theoretically, I could use those six seconds. Um, to move up all of my first round picks. Mm-hmm. So. That's very true. Um, well, what I would do, and just a suggestion based on like how I do things when I go into uh, the uh, off season, mm-hmm. is I look at my rosters and I figure out who my core players are. And if I need more than, let's say, a third of my guys, I could be like, you know, screw it. I don't need them. They're not doing anything for me or they're doing enough just to be on the team, kind of like your Cameron Merediths or maybe even 
uh, who's the guy in Tampa Bay that's the wide receiver that's doing stuff? Humphreys, Adam Humphreys. Yeah, you know, they're guys that in, in, in certain situations they'll get you points and everything, but they're not going to be your mainstays. If I have guys like that that I can be I can replace and everything, um, I may want to have more picks to try to better my chances of getting um, uh, quality players. I mean, like, look, you were able to get Austin Hooper and Dak Prescott later in that earlier in, the, in that initial draft. Yeah. And part of the reason you were able to do that is because you had so many picks and everything. So um, the last thing you want to do is set yourself up to have like nine of the first picks and everything. And then all of a sudden, some of the floor falls out and the guys that were taken in the second round are the ones that actually pop up and do stuff. Precisely. And now what's interesting though is in this league, you know, I I went younger, which means that mm-hmm. in the first nine weeks I knew I was I honestly resigned myself to not winning a single game this season. But this past week, <laughs> Zeke Elliott and Dak Prescott just ruined my perfect Owen winless record. I actually yep. won a game, uh, much to the chagrin of somebody else in the league. Sorry, Rodolfo. Um, yeah, and keep in mind, you almost beat me last week. Yeah, yeah. I, so, so this team is actually starting to look decent. Uh, mm-hmm. And so next year I might actually be go from having a 101 to contending. Right. I would think by this time next year, if you can get the the quality power that you got out of this, this draft, um, you will easily be – above average to a contender in this league. Well, I mean, here's my starting lineup, and keep in mind that it's an offensive player. Uh, Lee, mm-hmm. I have uh, Dak Prescott and uh, either Tyrod Taylor, my boy, friend of the podcast. Uh, I got Dak and Wentz or Tyrod as my starting mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Then I got Zeke, Paul Perkins, Corey Coleman, Will Fuller, J.J. Nelson, um, Eric Ebron, Brashad Perriman, and Bill's defense. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a super flex league, so super you get to play two. Of those, yep, you get to play two of those uh, quarterbacks. So I'm loving this this league right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk no, about I, uh, I a league that you're loving. Oh well, uh, the league that I wanted to talk about is one that I actually just picked up. It is a um, uh, it's a for those of you who don't live in the Michigan area, it's uh, uh, based on Fago Soda, which is basically like. Uh, a localized Coca-Cola or Pepsi kind of thing. So, right. you know, it's cool. I am uh, when I took it over, my team was the uh, Candy Apple, and I changed it to the Candy Apple Pirates, like P-I-E-R-A-T-S or whatever. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's actually a band called uh, Candy Apple Pirates. So, hey, that's so, they already, well, they already had a logo for me, so it was amazing. You know, it's ESPN. Who cares? It's, you know, choppy waters and all. Oh, God. So when I got in, I was 2-6 and six in the thing. And uh, I had some, you know, meh players on it. I had guys that uh, – a lot. most of it's meh. But I did have um, Andrew Luck. I did have Des Bryant. I had uh, Kelvin Benjamin. And I had I had a, a nice core. My my only good I, ha- I also have Melvin Gordon, and I had uh, Matt Forte, and those were my guys I was planning to move, along with Delaney Walker. And now the only guy I have left out of that whole entire group is Matt Forte. So I was able to move everybody else. Wow. Um, in two weeks, I took it over two weeks ago, 
And uh, one of the problems is that when I took this team over, it didn't have its initial first. Mm-hmm. So right now, this team has the 102. And I have an offer out to the guy who owns it uh, for Matt Forte and his first round pick to try to get it back. And he is um, uh, 111 right now. And so I'm trying to get it back so that I can either secure myself a uh, Fournette or Cook. Um, but, you know, currently in my roster, I, I like a couple of the trades that I made, um, I gave Andrew Luck, and in return, I got uh, uh, Matt Ryan in a first. <laughs> <laughs> because the guy was for sure that Matt Ryan was going to fall off, and I was like, sure, I'll take that from you. Uh, Des Bryant, I was able to move for uh, Dante Moncrief, a 2017 first and a 2018 second. Wow. Yep. That's, in- um, that's insane. I, whoever, um, if you're listening, whoever accepted that trade, you're an idiot. Sorry. Well, that was offered to me. It wasn't accepted. You offered it to me. Are I you accepted kidding? <laughs> you got that kind of value for Des Bryant. Who is yeah. Not oh, that's nothing. This year. That is nothing. Wait till you hear what I got for Kelvin. Okay, this uh-huh. to this trade, um, I offered the guy initially uh, Kelvin Benjamin and my third for his first and second because that's the same exact deal that I got for Devontae Parker from another guy who has like the like he's the winning the league right now. He just wanted to have him. Yeah. Um. So I got his first and second for Devontae Parker and one of the thirds that I had. So. Um, as of right now, though, since that's been two weeks that have gone by, my my team is in second. The guy that I got the first and the second uh, for uh, Kelvin Benjamin is in fourth now. So I currently own the 104 and the 204 for Kelvin Benjamin. Wow. So, you know, it, it, it it's funny because um, a lot of these guys, you know, they came to play and everything. You know, they 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 know their stuff. They they belong to all the sites and everything but when i came in i came in so hot and heavy and i was literally playing owners against each other trying to crank the value as a matter of fact i had two guys send me a message say that they weren't going to trade with me uh until uh this craziness ended and i mean and that's all well and good yeah well i mean look at the stuff i was getting and it was because i would i would post on the thing i'm selling this guy send your best offers um and you know, with this right here, what I was hoping for was to get a, a boon as big as possible and because I need to rebuild quickly, you know, because I'm coming into this uh, hurting as a team and not having the capital to build back up next year. So I'm going out and not telling people, you know, hey, I was offered this. Can you do better? And if you can't do better, you can't do better. But if you're going to offer me something better, I'm going to go with that. And that, so that's, that's what that I did. And I did when I was selling Devontae Booker as well. You know, right. you get you several offers to. and you, you go out there and say, hey, I've got offers. Can I beat them? Right. You know, so now I have four 2017 firsts that I, you know, I came in with none because that one was gone. Uh, I have four of them and then I have three 2017 seconds and four 2017 or two, 2018 seconds. So I have enough stuff to fight uh, to move forward and everything. And sure, I have a couple of owners that are mad at me and everything, but... At the same time, you have to build your team. You know, you, everyone's putting money into the pot, yeah. and you, it, it's not like a home league. You know, I don't know these guys. I 
just happened to be invited in because well, I'm in a league with one other guy. Yeah. And he was like, hey, you know, you're, you're really good in this league. You turned your team around from crap uh, in two years to a um, uh, contend and everything. You want to try this one? And I was like, sure. So, I mean, that's what it takes, though, is just you have to make moves trade-wise. And if a trade doesn't feel good to you, you got to walk away. Exactly. Because guys will sit there and they will play on the fact that a trade, you know, they'll, they'll try to make it a little bit lower just so they can try to, like, win that mo- So, but yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. That's, that is where I am at in that league right now. I'll keep you updated. Awesome. Wow. Congrats, Luke. Well, um, thanks. So, you know, as always, if you're playing a dynasty or redraft, you're just trying to survive at this point if you're close to the playoffs. So, um, with that in mind, let's do our survivor picks going forward for the next three weeks. Who do you got in week 11? Well, in week 11, uh, right now, uh, number one for me in each of the each of the three weeks, the best option out there as far as like uh, the over under, uh, sorry the over under, but like how many like points given, points taken, and all that is going to be New England. New England is boss uh, this week. They are, and the number that I have on here is actually uh, it's been updated. It's now currently 14 as opposed to 13. But they're yeah, at San Francisco, which means that it would be 17 if they were at home. Now, that may go down a little bit based on Gronk, uh, but, you know, if you're just going for the straight-up win, which most Survivor Leagues are, they don't go against the spread, you should be fine with them. Although, I would save them to Week 13, and I'll get to that when I get there. Yeah. Uh, the next one up is Pittsburgh, because obviously people are going to ride the Cleveland train just like they're riding the San Francisco train. You know, San Francisco's won one. Right, one, and Cleveland hasn't won any. So every week, you know, you keep building it up. And Pittsburgh is a good call here. They're seven and a half favorites at Cleveland. And then finally, Kansas City at home against Tampa Bay. They're seven and a half, and that's actually who I'm going with this week as as uh, Kansas City in the two that I'm left in. And there are, I want to say, nine people left in one and twelve in the other. So it's starting to get down there. Good. So you're gonna you're gonna go ahead and split that pot with me because I think yeah, well, the pot is big enough to split. Finally, it got just south of a grand for the first place. Wow! Congratulations. <laughs> well, congratulate me in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so we now. 12. Yeah. Yeah. Week twelve. Uh, once again, New England. They're uh, eight point favorites at uh, the Jets. Uh, Miami is seven point favorites at home against San Francisco. And then, uh, once again, we have a San Francisco one. And then the Giants, negative six, you know, six points given to them um, uh, against uh, Cleveland at Cleveland. So, you know, you're riding that again. I, for some reason, I, I have the Giants circled as a trap play. I think that's going to be the one that Cleveland wins. I agree. So I'm actually, I'm steering clear. I Actually, actually I do disagree with that. Um, oh, you I, think the Giants have got it? I think the Giants have it. I think Cincinnati's going to lose to Cleveland. No, well, I mean, I hope not. I don't want any team to beat Cleveland this year because until San Francisco wins another one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the reason why I think that it's important that uh, people save New England for um, a week 13 is because they are 13 and a half point favorites at home against the Rams, 
while Cleveland is on a bye, and San Francisco is five point five and a half underdog to Chicago of all teams. Ooh. So that's all shaky. But if you have New England saved up and he, they're good to go, New England's gonna you know walk all over L.A. Walk so you should be fine. Um, now that now. Yeah, it basically. Now, what I, I do have two other options on here. Uh, like, I didn't put the uh, Chicago option on here, 5.5, you know, five and a half favorites, because I think that that's that's crazy talk with the way they're looking. Uh, but in that week, Arizona is four and a half against Washington I think at Washington home. Washington wins it. Okay. Well, I would expect you to think that. <laughs> Hail to the and San Diego is uh, four and a half favorites at home to Tampa Bay. Now, one of the themes that I have seen going forward is a, a lot of these look at Tampa Bay as being beatable. And I think that as the season goes on, Tampa Bay is becoming more and more of a powerhouse. So uh, Tampa Bay, uh, people beware. And San Diego, Phil Rivers throwing four picks in the um, fourth quarter this past weekend. You can't be too excited about that matchup right now. Yeah, no, you absolutely cannot, um, you know, but I mean, you're getting to the nitty gritty. I mean, yeah, uh, it's, if you've been playing from the beginning, I mean, you've correctly named 10 teams at this point that you can no longer use. It's starting to get hard. I mean, I, I guarantee you that half the people out there have already burned New England, you know, now, if, if not more. Now, my one thing I've always wondered about Survivor Leagues is if you get to the last part of the season and you've chosen um, every single uh every single team that you can except for like teams that are on bye weeks what do you do um well i mean i think Actually, i think it's I almost impossible possible. to do that yeah because i mean like the latest bye week is week 13 which means you'd still have 19 teams to choose from yeah. so you know and there's only what six that go on a bye oh absolutely i mean um in one of the leagues I was able to buy back in, you can buy back in twice before week eight, and that's how you get the pot so high. And uh, week two, I actually got knocked out because I had Detroit winning, and uh, Detroit should have won. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it was Detroit. And ever since then, Detroit's been doing great, you know. Um, but I use them because when I go into especially when I'm in a, a survivor that I can buy back into, I want to throw out the closest – matchups that I can find that could go either way for teams that are middling. I don't want to burn through my Seattles, my New Englands, all of the my Denvers. I want to save those guys for the end when people are trying to figure out, oh my God, you know, is Pittsburgh really gonna be Cleveland? <sighs> oh no. So Right. You know, I mean like I'm I'm taking a chance on Kansas City this week just because I'm trying, you know, I'm try- I don't want to use my New England, so I'm going to go with Kansas City cuz I already used Pittsburgh earlier this season. Yeah. Um but like uh you know, Miami against San Francisco. I'm sure you cannot be confident, too confident about Kansas City because although it's a great matchup, Alex Smith mm-hmm. was terrible last week. Right, well, I'm being I'm completely banking it on the defense. Yeah. Uh and you know, and I'm trying to get it in there before uh, um, a Dougie Fresh comes back and is uh, is strong. You know. Well, Dougie Fresh scored a touchdown last week. Yeah, yeah, but if you watched him play, he and he, he's good. not he's not the he's not the Doug Martin that uh, that did Martin. did wonders last year. No, no, he, he's working back to it. He's working yeah. back to it. Yeah, 
All right. Well, I think we've covered everything for this week. You know, folks, um, if you have any questions, as always, you can tweet at Luke. Luke is on Twitter. His uh, It is at intentional underscore G. Uh, I am on Twitter as at grounding FF. We are at, we'll answer any questions you got. Um, shoot them on over to us. You can also email us at um, our email address is intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com. What's that, Luke? intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, so like, subscribe, rate, love us. If you don't love us, don't like, subscribe, or rate us. Um, but hopefully you love us. And uh, make sure you check out our title apparel sponsor, Savage, the ultimate apparel company. Um, listen for a little blurb after a brief musical interlude. Um, signing off, I am Noah Downs, and he is... Luke Bisson. He's my co-captain, and y'all have a wonderful week. Hey, guys. This is Luke Bisson from Intentional Grounding, the podcast you're more than likely listening to right now. And uh, I just want to take a minute real quick to uh, talk about our uh, title apparel sponsor, Savage, the ultimate apparel company. Uh, This company, they've been killing the jersey game for sports teams around the country, and their branded merchandise has some serious flavor. Uh, With both national and local level partnerships among a variety of sports, including uh, football, soccer, ultimate frisbee, disc golf, I love disc golf, uh, dodgeball, Quidditch, and and, and some more, uh, they're ready to get you into the gear you need. Savage produces brand and customizable apparel for the active lifestyle, and you need to check them out because they're offering right now an exclusive coupon code just for our listeners so that you can get 15% off. Use the coupon code WookieTD at www.savageultimate.com to get some awesome new gear. And if you don't see something that you like, They've got a fully customizable option section to get you exactly what you need. So stay tuned because from Intentional Grounding, the podcast you know that you're listening to, uh, there's going to be some exclusive like merchandise coming soon. So don't forget, WookieTD saves you 15% off at www.savageultimate.com. Go check it out today.